Welcome to another episode of Ripping on Bodice Rippers. My name is Kim Nguyen. And I'm Jenny Eccles. And today we are discussing Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. Wow. What a title. And what a book. Yes, I had so much fun. Uh, so, Jenny. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to fuck an avatar? Absolutely not. I remember as a kid watching Avatar in movie theaters and being very uncomfortable when the whole tail sex thing happened. I was sitting next to my dad. I oh, would, no, not yeah, dad. It's not potentially my dad. the worst person you could be sitting next to. I think I was sandwiched between my parents. Oh. So I've never thought about sex with aliens, let alone blue ones with tails. Agreed. Have you? No. Huh? Have never sexualized mm. alien life forms. Um, did that change? No. I was like, good for Georgie. You know, good for the main character, but you can't catch me doing that. Uh, You're like, hell yeah. No, it's not a hell yeah. It's a, now I'm undecided. Mm. Well, I think if we were put in Georgie's position, it's not like we have a choice in the matter. It just kind of happens. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll roll with it. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go. Head Let's into go. it. Let's go. Jenny, give us a yeah. synopsis. Okay, here it is. You'd think being abducted by aliens would be the worst thing that could happen to me, and you'd be wrong, because now the aliens are having ship trouble and they've left their cargo of human women, including me, on an ice planet, and the only nat- native inhabitant I've met, he's big, horned, blue, and really, really has a thing for me. <laughs> so good. It's so sparse, too. It doesn't yeah, <laughs> actually is, tell you anything. That's the shortest synopsis we've had within the three books yes. that we've read so far. So maybe I'll just give a lowdown real quick. Sure, go yeah. for it. So Georgie, our main character, wakes up and she's been abducted by aliens. Um, she learns that her and another group of women, they're all 22, by the way, so quite young, um, have all been abducted by these aliens that have like look like basketball heads or something around those lines they have very rough they're skin. orange they're orange okay and um well the basketball men are like the bodyguards and then there's like little green dudes who um are using them in like a sex trafficking intergalactic ring yeah as if we don't have to worry about sex trafficking on yeah. earth i mean i'm coming up on 22 so if you if i just disappear you know who's taken me well, I'm going to be honest, the first place I'm, my mind is going to go to is not aliens. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, but that's an option now. Anyways, so Georgie and the rest of her, um, the group of women she's with, they try and escape. But as they're kind of throwing a coup, in the midst of their coup, the ship uh, has issues and the little green aliens drop them off on an ice planet and they have a uh, lack of resources, so they barely have any food. They have no sort of insulation, so they're quite cold. And Georgie, being the strongest and the de facto leader of them, goes out and tries to find a different civilization in hopes of, you know, living long enough. And when she does, she comes across Vectal, the uh, ice planet barbarian in question. And, titular. Yeah, <laughs> the titular ice planet barbarian. And um, he immediately is, like, in love with her, essentially, and things go from there. Yeah. Okay, so let's 
talk more about all of the players in the book. Yeah. So we have Georgie, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned. We have Vestal, her alien lover. Yep. And there are six other women on the ship with her. Honestly, it's it's been like a couple days and I've completely forgotten their names. Yeah. Well, six on the ship with her that are awake and yes. then six more that are asleep in pods. Mm-hmm. And they have no awareness of what's happening at all. Right. And only like three are important. Unfortunately, the book does not really pass. Well, it does pass the Bechdel test, but not in the sense that every single female characters have names. Yeah. And most of them don't have any striking personalities. Yeah. Um, I forgot her name. There's a redhead who just... Dominique. Dominique. Does she just go off into the ice and die? Quite that, literally, yes. Yes, okay. And then there's Liz, who's kind of like a second-in-command, um, and she's more like, take charge, and like, we'll get through this. Yes, and there's another one who serves as an important player because the alien that kidnapped them implanted a listening device, in, or a translating device into her ear, so then she serves as the translator for the group. For the bad aliens and later on when they meet the the barbarians. And the barbarians are good. And her name is Kira, the translator. So she's able to understand all alien languages, which, hey, that is a great solution for all this miscommunication. Well, she, yeah, she understands them, but she doesn't speak the language. It's not like they all speak in the Marvel Universe, which is more helpful because if mm-hmm. you have that, which... Like Thor has the all speak, which is why he's. Mm. So how it's explained is that is that Thor is speaking Norse and he's listening to like people talking to him. Oh, it is automatically translated as Norse and vice versa. Well, that's all solved when they go to that little spaceship in the ice. Right. Thing. Okay. Let's not get ahead yeah. of ourselves. There's so much happening, y'all. As we've established, she wakes up mm-hmm. and she's now kidnapped. Kidnapped captured yeah by the bad green alien yep um and it's kind of bleak for something that has a bright blue bedazzled s cover i did not expect the beginning to be that bleak no and for some reason i was under the impression that these were a group of women scientists who were going around and they crash landed on this ice planet no they are completely unwillingly in space Um, So it was quite shocking to both um, me and Kim to read this. And And Georgie. (laughs) And Georgie to be right off the bat kidnapped. The timeline's never made super clear, but from everything that's mentioned in the book, I'm just going to assume that it's um, present day because it's not like humans have developed the technology to explore space yet. It's just that aliens came to Earth picked up these women mm-hmm. and then went on their way. Yeah. So the hori- the conditions in which she woke up and found herself captive in, horrific. Disgusting. My worst nightmare. Yeah. So she's placed on pen with the aforementioned five other captives. Mm-hmm. And she is hurt and she, like, they c- try to, they show her the ropes, but they don't really know much either because... No. And she's told, like, immediately, don't scream. Right. 
And we're then showed quickly that on um, what happens if you do scream. And these women don't have any sort of like privacy. They're all just in this pen. They all have just like one bucket for pee and poop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite horrific because if you do scream, the bad aliens, the bodyguard, what Georgie calls the basketball heads because they have orange rough skin, Mm -hmm. just brutally gang rapes you. Yeah. And they have like rough skin. So if they touch you, human skin splits. So I can't imagine that sort of pain. Yeah. It was quite... It was quite an intro to this novel. Like I yeah. said, a lot, like, just a lot more grim mm-hmm. than yeah. I thought. And if it starts like this, it's very easy to be like, okay, well, Vectal and all these other Ice Planet barbarians are the best thing ever because they at least have like respect for these women. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. I was just caught off guard by yeah. it. Anyhow. Georgie immediately proves herself to be like the spunky, quick on her feet kind of heroine because Mm -hmm. she comes up with a plan to try to take over this ship, which I commend her for because I was like, okay, how the fuck are you going to steer a ship, an alien spacecraft, Mm -hmm. if even if you're able to take it over from God knows how many aliens are on that ship in the first place. Right. Well, anyways, they don't, you know, survival... They'll figure it out as they go. Mm-hmm. She essentially screams to lure the guard in, and then she throws the shit bucket at him. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And it goes everywhere, and then suddenly there's no gravity anymore, so they're all flying oh around, and the shit is flying around. It's and so she- gross. Jenny is cringing so hard right now. Yeah. I'm just thinking, okay, this might be weird, but a couple weeks ago I was watching the movie version of Ender's Game and there's this scene where a kid throws up in zero G. Oh. And so, like, I have a vision in my head of what that could look like now and that's uh, my my worst nightmare. Because it's no gravity, they're all suddenly floating around and then there's suddenly gravity again, so they all fall. So it's not mm-hmm. only is she shit-covered, she's also hurt. Yes, she sprains her wrist. Two or women, it, two women honest. died. Yes, from their necks just snapping. Mm. Like I said, really brutal for something that I expected to just be rompy and fun. Yeah, I know a very like visceral like, hey, read this sort of beginning where it's like, okay, well now what happens? Like once you're done with the first chapter, it's like. Okay, I, I guess I'll keep reading. I really expected sexy blue alien sex like right away, and what I mm. got was just brutality. The opposite. Yeah, brutality. You're right. And when Georgie comes to, you said her wrist is sprained. Maybe it's broken. They don't actually ever right. say. It's just a hurt this whole entire book. And she picks up the gun. She doesn't know how to use it, but instead of, you know, shooting at the alien, she couldn't find a trigger. No. So. She I mean, just that's cracks fair. his head open, bashes it in. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. I love that. Me too. But S- gross, gross. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like the whole first, first chapter. Is yeah. Just like, Ew. <laughs> yeah. For like a lot of romances, we don't really get this kind of 
uh, graphic yeah. um, violence. So I was kind of, like I said, I was thrown off guard. Not that I didn't, not that I disliked it. I right. was just like, oh, this. It's definitely a different approach. Like you said, we don't have violence and normally romance is like never that grotesque. Like if there's going to be like throwing up, it's sort of like this. Oh my God, I just started to like you and now I'm embarrassing myself. Right. Not like we're in this dire life-threatening situation and we must try and find a way out. Uh, but it definitely speaks to like Georgie's resilience and her status as a leader and uh that goes really well against like Vectal's sort of alpha mm. male type mm-hmm. character yeah so they realize that where they've crash landed is this icy middle of nowhere in the solar system planet because there's two sun and immediately one of the other women said oh my god it's like hot and i'm like oh oh <laughs> look it's me <laughs> it's my self-insert it is your self-insert? Did you, were you spoken to because of that Star Wars reference? I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that there was a Star Wars reference, mm. but I mean, I don't know why I was, but I, I don't know. It, I know they're on an alien planet, so it's like obvious that there should be a Star Wars reference, but maybe that's why I Honestly, my it. mind didn't even go there. So I was also surprised. I also haven't watched Star Wars in who knows how long. So I was like, what the hell is Hoff? Um, so maybe this is a sign that I need to rewatch Star Wars. I mean, it's. I was, there's a lot less sex, I will say. Oh, I remember that as a kid being like, hello, I want more Padme and Anakin. Thank you very much. Padme and Anakin? I know. Okay. There were crumbs, and I ate what I could. Han could have. Solo was right there. I know, but I was more attracted. <gasps> no, don't that even time, finish that sentence. As, don't. As a child, okay. As a, as someone who did not have taste yet, I was more attracted to Anakin. <laughs> but now I know better. Okay, Han oh, Solo's right this, there. This is. I will take Harrison Ford. Thank you very much. This is a realization for me. Yeah, I mean, trust me. I know I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> moving on. So the group decides to send Georgie out to do the exploration because the rest of the girls are too hurt. Mm-hmm. And again, everything seems quite bleak because it's a d- deserted Antarctica-esque scene around them georgie goes stumbling around and she Mm -hmm. accidentally steps into a snare yes and is caught and whose snare does she step into but the barbarian himself vector and this is when we first get his point of view only 32 pages into the book so quite early which i like i also like that the non-human character got a pov yes it did a lot to then humanize him for me yeah I do think calling them barbarians like a like uh, but but like having this POV is like okay, well they're given the same like narrative respect as humans. So yes. it's like okay, cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um so Vectal is uh definitely looks a lot different than a human. <laughs> uh let's see. First He's, of all, they are blue. They're blue. They're seven feet tall. Horns. Horns. Tail. Mm-hmm bridges like over their body to emphasize their muscles which i didn't really understand like he okay it's like contouring i think (laughs) and we'll go into this more in our later segment what did they call it Mm. when we talk about their sex scene but 
<laughs> not only do they have ridges all over their body, their cocks are also ridged. But yeah. that has like evolutionary benefit because it, you know, made sex super pleasurable for the females. Right. But what's the point of ridges all over the body? The book just kind of like described it and then just let it let it hang there for us. I think it's supposed to be like it hardens their skin so it's less um mm. um what is less sensitive to the ice. I suppose. But whatever. So ridges all over his body. Yeah. Good for him. <coughs> and you know what I'm surprised about? I went through so many of these book covers to be like, hello, where's the tail on these covers? Where's the horns? Yeah. You can like barely see them. They're only in a handful of things because on the front cover for Ice Planet Barbarians, it just looks like a guy with long hair who's blue. That's all it looks like. Yeah. And the, the horns descri- or the horns that are described in the books are big. Mm-hmm. They're visible. Yeah. And also, like, this is a bit weird, but sometimes Vecta was like, oh, my horns aren't that sensitive. But then during sex, Georgie rubs them and he likes it. So I'm like, which one, Vecta? Which one is it? Well, he's never had a mate before. Right. So maybe he's no one, like, petted his horns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did no one pet his horns as a kid, like, growing up, being like, oh, I'm sorry, you got hurt? Like, Yeah, but I'm sure that feels different than when, Mm. I mean. Yeah, when you're caressing. (laughs) You're right. My bad. What's interesting is that we also get Vectol's um, POV about how Georgie looks. Yeah. And he's very, what is the word? Curious slash a little bit grossed out by how hairless humans yes. are. Which, it's been how many weeks since she's been captive? She shouldn't be completely hairless. She apparently has a small tuft between her legs. Right, but look. I'm like, okay, I'm Georgie. Like, look armpits hair legs yeah she might even be one of those people who has hair on her toes for all we know but we don't yeah so apparently she's uh almost completely hairless save for the long braided locks on her crown and a small tuft between her thighs that's revealed as i pull her leathers from her i snort with amusement at that small tuft he called it adorable yeah adorable adorable and nonsensical I mean, okay, whatever. Immediately, we are told that his. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it as Kui. It's well, it's Sa. Oh, Sa like, Kui is their like is their species is their species, and then they're Kui. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna pronounce that. Like, yeah, <laughs> so I pronounced it in my head like that. The book it's spelled K H U I, and mm-hmm. it's this worm-like alien. <laughs> That lives in them and helps them adapt to the planet's, yes. like, iciness. And the Kui wakes up when the Sakui finds a mate. Yes. And that mate happens to be Georgie. Mm-hmm. So his Sakui starts to thrum right once he's seen Georgie. It's very, like, it's not um, love at first sight because they're able to differentiate it's just like a mating practice it doesn't have emotions but he's all for it because he's been desperate to have a mate um, no i think it's love at first sight i mean yes they're also it's very sexual but he was mm. also like my whole mission in life now is about protecting her and making her happy well i don't know if that's love or if that's just like instinct right maybe even though we won't be doing 
more books probably for this podcast. I'm interested in reading the second one because it's more like enemies to lovers. And I'm interested to see if um, I'm right or you're right in this yeah. sort of instill love. So at least right now for the first book, we have different readings mm-hmm. of what the Kui resonance means. But yeah. And readers, if you read this series or oh, you're yeah. going to read this book, write into us. Let us know. Yeah, please teach us all the Ice Planet Barbarian knowledge you have. I'm just so interested in this series. I had such a fun time with this. I, I also had a really fun time. Okay, so he cuts her down. He's <laughs> She passes out from just the shock. Yeah. And he carries her into one of their caves and <laughs> proceeds to undress her. Yeah. And then eat her out yeah he said a groan escapes me as my cock grows hard the ridges on it swelling i bury my face between her legs so i can taste all of her and then georgie immediately has her pov where she thinks she's dreaming because she's like damn this is hot this feels really good because Uh, of the ridges on its magical alien tongue yeah and so she wakes up And she's like, this guy, well, first she thinks, this guy is eating my pussy like a champ. His head lifts and he nuzzles at my bush, mumbling something again. My hands go to push his head back down to where I want it, except I encounter horns. And that's when she wakes up. She's like, what? What? (laughs) But he's really, oh, apparently has no pupils. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah. So when you accept the cooey into your body, your eyes glow a bright blue, and then you don't have pupils. Mm-hmm. So he was super worried about Georgie because she has no pupils, and she was he was like, "Oh my god, like her eyes are white and lifeless, and she's so weak, <laughs> and she's so weak." And what is revealed later to us is that the atmosphere on this planet has like a toxic element that just slowly kills you if you don't have a cooey to mm-hmm. filter out that yes well still this is such a fun introduction to like their dynamic because georgie <laughs> this is like such a funny line i was like what the hell am i reading i think we ha- i think we're thinking of the same line okay yeah so here's the small paragraph. A small whimper escapes my throat as he rises up over me. I see the shaggy white furs covering his shoulders, and I realize I saw them from hanging upside down. It wasn't a monster come to eat me. It was this monster who's, who's come, come to, to eat, eat me, me out. out. I mean, Ruby Dixon, what a self-aware queen. She just said, I'll go for it. Yep. <laughs> I know what I said. I'm not apologizing. Yeah. Nor should she. Nor should she, because I laughed out loud. Me too. I, I was like, okay, so it's going to be like this fun. So, of course, the, con- the question of consent is blurry at best <laughs> and straight up it was not consent <laughs> assault at worst because, of course, she was unconscious. Yeah. But. It has to be said that, like, we are technically operating in a world where aliens, who has a really strong mating attachment, mm-hmm. so it's, like, a weird thing of, like, he has, he feels. Yeah. Like, they like approach a- sex completely differently. Yeah. So he feels like that's just the thing you do for your partners, to give right. them pleasure. And she, of course, has no idea what's going on, because yeah. that's not how humans work. Because he's still going off this assumption that she's a Sakui, just, like, somehow deformed or something. <laughs> and so he's like, well, this is normal. This is how right. we practice sex. And right. she's like, 
whoa, buddy, I didn't say yes. I didn't say go. But she liked it. But she liked it. She says, he's really, really, really good. good at licking. <laughs> Listen. Okay, Georgie, and I, we it, get it. And she let him carry on. Yes. Until she was done. So, I mean, and there we see, like, consent was not given at first. And right. then throughout the process, it then was. So, um, this idea of, like, consent can be given and taken away at any time is prevalent in there. I just wish yeah. maybe the opening wasn't like that. But I also... But we are operating in a, yeah, quite literally a different world. I'll give them some grace. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyhow, then they stumble through a conversation where they both realize that they don't speak each other's language, which I found really charming. It was really cute. She tried to tell him her name. Yeah. And he couldn't pronounce it. No. So he called her Shorshi. Shorshi. For the longest time, which is so adorable. Yeah, I kind of love that. I wish they kept that. I was like, Shorshi is so adorable. It's like, can you call her that as a nickname? <laughs> Please. Yeah, but it was quite cute because then you saw the working dynamic between the two of them. Them trying to figure out how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Her trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And he is very... Protective of her immediately because it is his mate, and she's yes. just like, I don't know why this big blue alien is seemingly not harming me, but hey, I have right. no other options. So, and Vectal says she's his reason for living now. Is that not love at first sight? I think it's instinct. Okay, I don't know. Animals also mate and like would protect each other, but do they love each other? Yeah, but he. Okay. He clearly has a brain that is capable of emotional processing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, either way, Georgie's Vectal's new reason for existing, and he would, like, never harm her. So he's very protective right off the bat. And so she goes along with it, and, um, yeah, that kind of yeah, starts so off from there. He does all the things. He gives her warm furs to wear. He goes and finds her food, and mm-hmm. so... His species don't cook. No. They just eat shit. Yeah. Raw. Mm-hmm. So there was a really gross slash kind of cute scene where he brings her back this bunny-esque thing and just feeds her chunks of raw meat. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. You gotta do what you gotta do. But he's, like, upset that she doesn't like the taste of blood. He was like, why does she not appreciate this? Like, when he's eating, he's, like, loving this taste. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But, yeah, just another marker of how different they are. So we just got to assume that, like, alien rabbits don't won't give you, like, I don't like, no mad cow disease for yeah. if you eat it raw or an E. coli and all the other terrible bacteria that will befall you if you eat raw meat. Well, not in this world, I guess. I God, I hope not. She has enough to deal with. I mean, once she, at the end, I think she's good to go, no matter what. Yes, we'll get there. But for yeah. right now, gross. Yeah. And one thing that was a definite choice was because, um, in Vectal's point of view, he can't understand Georgie. Everything she says is, like, in italics and, yes. like, phonetically spelled. It's really funny. It's funny, but I also had such a hard time reading it sometimes. Like, sometimes mm. I'd be like, oh, okay, like, that's what it means. But when it was, like, multiple 
words like a long sentence yeah i'd be like i think i would have to like either say it out loud or like take my time because she's asking on page 54 you're expecting me to eat that and it's just all a string of words and i was like what the fuck does that (laughs) what is that supposed to say i was like do i just give up and keep going I liked that just because it is from his point of view. So then it puts us in, in his shoes a little bit where mm-hmm. we are experienced like the confusion of trying to communicate. And I also found it quite funny, especially when she curses because like it's spelled like F-C-K and it's set. And as a uh, my so English is not my first language. So then it brought back a lot of memories of like, mm. ah, yes, when I was learning English, it sometimes did feel like that because yeah. all the words just sounded like strung together into one long sentence. So the fact that that was a stylistic choice, I was like, I relate a little bit. It's also quite funny. Yeah, it is quite funny when she's like, fucking cook that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like- and it's spelled without like any um syllable or not syllables it's spelled without any like vowels so it's yeah. all just like sounds string together and like no spaces it's like if Vectal has to figure it out you have to figure it out yeah yeah and so uh throughout this whole entire time that he's you know helping her out getting her strength bath back he's also like attempting to still go down on her like get with her and she calls him a pussy loving alien which <laughs> So hilarious can i have that on a t-shirt that i would never wear in public yeah i would appreciate that too like a like a sleep shirt or like a i'm not gonna leave my house with a ridged tongue oh my god (laughs) under the (laughs) just a quick addendum Mm -hmm. while all this is happening she has not bathed no so the literal literal human shit that she was covered in from the ship crash still still on her yeah, that's so fucking gross. She's She reeks. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier in the kitchen because we just couldn't help ourselves to, like, hold off until this podcast. But I was like, Kim, she was covered in shit when he went down on oh, her. And no. <laughs> she's like, stop, stop. And the only silver lining is that she was wearing clothes when the shit. Yeah. So there's no, like, shit by her genitals. Right. But it's not like she smells good. Right, right. <sighs> and how is... I feel like I would immediately be like, water, bathe me. I cannot have this conversation with you right now. That was the other thing. So the whole planet is covered in ice. Why did she not? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know it's cold, but... Right. Just pick up some ice and 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 cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself a little bit. I mean, maybe she cleansed herself during her, like, hours-long hike. Like, it was just... Let's hope. Yeah. Because it's not until the next day that Vectal took her to a stream. Mm, yeah. And it was uh, a surprisingly quick, sexy turn. Yes. Because they still can't communicate. Georgie still doesn't know what to make of him. Right. She's like, do I trust him? And she decides eventually t- to trust him but because at this point, he's supporting her. Yeah. At this point, she's still unsure. And then they come up to a stream where alien piranhas reside and he... Uh, gets rid of them mm-hmm. <laughs> like he throws this weird magic berry into the stream <laughs> and the piranhas all swam away that's the fun thing about like creating a completely new world is like ruby dixon can come up with any shit she wants and we can't say yeah we it's can't implausible. say a goddamn thing we're like okay magic berry cool yeah <laughs> magic berry that also acts as soap yeah just 
run with it, you know? Yeah. So they're, he's like, okay, water, get in it. And she's like confused. So he mm-hmm. strips and goes in there with her. Yes. And then she is open mouthed on the side of the river, gaping at his ginormous alien dick. Yes. She says, I can handle things. The tail, the suede-like bluish-gray skin. Heck, I'm cool with the horns that curl around his head like a badass crown of some kind. And I tell myself that I should realize that a dude who's seven feet tall will have an enormous cock. It's size appropriate. (laughs) I'm almost prepared for that. Though the sight of it growing erect still makes my thighs clamp together in trepidation. Trepidation. I'm, I'm not prepared for ridges. He's got freaking ridges on his cock. Yep. Great. Yeah. Apparently it's, oh, they're bumpy, knotty ridges along the top of his cock. Very big, very thick cock. In addition to those ridges, he has an additional one that almost looks like another horn, except it's blunted at the tip instead of sharp. Small miracle, that. Amazing. Ruby Dixon said, let me look up a dragon dildo and then describe describe it yeah she's like let me imagine something that would give women so much pleasure you have a built-in clit simulator with that extra horn oh yes uh georgie literally did compare it to her rabbit vibrator at some point in this book oh yeah when they were having sex she's like this feels like when i was masturbating with my rabbit vibrator Mm -hmm. and it like and those come with this clit simulator yeah and she's <laughs> stimulator. I know. <laughs> Simulator. Stimulator. Yeah. I, yes. It's okay. We all have our days. Can you imagine a clit simulator? Stop. <laughs> like if people are just like curious, they could be like, ah, uh, what is it like? And maybe if men had that, it wouldn't be such an issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they have a very pleasurable apparatus that has a lot of nerve endings just like us but there's there's is prominent enough that you kind of it's easy to find figure it out a i lot, guess yeah nature is unfair <laughs> oh man anyhow which is why when we're allowed to come up with our fantasy-esque alien blue planet right his dick has ridges built in stimulation he doesn't even have to try that hard Okay, okay, so she goes into the stream. Yeah. He bathes her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, I found myself quite, like, I was like, oh, this is, a, this is a good scene. Yeah. I didn't expect them to have this much chemistry when they're, A, unable to speak, and two different species from each other. Mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me of is another book that I keep being told to read. It's called... Uh, transcendence by shay savage i think and it's about a woman who travels back into like caveman times and so he doesn't have like any language and they have to figure it out oh dear um so that same sort of like language barrier doesn't mean they don't have sexual chemistry idea yeah i was more like like i said i was surprised how easily on board i was with the story given how strange the details are Mm-hmm. But I guess that just goes to show you that good writing is good writing. Yeah. And they also do, Ruby Dixon does a great job of like having boundaries too and like mm. showing that Vectal's not only there for sex. So when he's like washing her, he's just washing her. Yeah. Uh, according to Georgie's point of view, he's not 
giving her any demanding touches or insisting of anything. He's just getting pleasure and pleasing her. Right. So, like, putting her needs at the same level as his, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and then in his POV, he's, like, aware that even though they don't speak the same language, he's, like, very aware of her body language. Mm -hmm. So he was like, oh, it's really obvious that she's, like, afraid and there's, like, bruises all over her body. So it doesn't matter how much my biology is telling me that I need to, quote, unquote, claim her on this cave floor. I won't. I won't. Yeah. Which is why he has a giant hard-on all the time. All the time. Yeah. Hard-on central, this book. Like, it's just fucking constant. Oh, my God. Constantly. I. How did Bechtel just walk for days in the snow with the third leg just straining? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a gut. I guess it's a source of pride because not many... Um, Males, uh, male sakuis have like mates. So instead of being like, "Oh, don't look at, don't look at my heart on," it's like, "Yeah, I got a mate." Do you? No, come at me. Oh, okay. So they're finally bathing themselves in the stream. Mm-hmm. She tells him that they need to go back up the mountain because you know the rest of the survivors have to be right. rescued. It's He's been like, at least two days. Yeah. She's like feeling really guilty about having a semblance of a good time while they're right. up there freezing. I mean, freezing. she has food and water and an orgasm. Right. a lot more than what the other women in the ship got. <laughs> yeah. Sickness. Um, That's what they have. So she points up to the mountain. She's trying to explain that we need to go up there. And Vectral's, of course, like, what are you talking about? There's, like, alien leopards and, <laughs> you know, various alien creatures that could hurt you. And we're going to go the other way where my tribe is. Mm-hmm. So then she attempts to seduce him. Yeah. So she, apparently male, or just Sakuis in general, don't kiss. Like, that's not a part of their mating custom. So she Mm -hmm. kisses him, and he's like, what the the fuck did you just do? And then she's, like, explaining, and she goes, kiss. And then she kisses him again. He's Mm -hmm. really into it. And then she points at the mountain. She's like, more kisses if you take me up that mountain. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. Bold okay, move. Georgie. Okay, girl. And then pretty much she, uh, did she start it or did he start it? But uh, the, like, I think he touched her, like, I think he touched her pussy. And then she was like, yeah, okay, I'll have sex with you. Take me up that mountain. Oh, okay. I see what you were thinking about. Um. I completely forgot, to be quite honest. Um, but he, she figures, oh, yes. I feel his hand slide down to my bare pussy where he drags his fingers over my folds. Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so she's and like, at this point, okay. my brain was just like, does he just think the word for vagina is mountain? Yeah, I was worried that he thought to kiss is mountain, to have sex is mountain, Yeah, anything. like, it's really hard to barter when you... Mm-hmm don't yeah when you don't know the language so i was like oh there's a miscommunication somewhere in here right i i was like does he just think she wants to have sex right now right but he figured it out yeah they somehow miraculously figured it out and georgie was so willing Mm -hmm. to have sex with him in order to go back up this mountain which i mean do what you gotta do but Mm -hmm. i was just it took a quick turn for sure and so they decide to go up yeah, well, they do head up, and then it starts snowing harder, so he stops in one of the caves, and then she got mad, because she was like, no, I thought we were going up the mountain. Right. 
And again, speaking different languages, so mm-hmm. can't really explain. So then she gets mad and storms off and falls into a nest of um, snow leopard. No monkeys. Oh, monkeys. Alien monkeys. Ice. Ice planet. Alien, alien monkeys. monkeys. Yeah. It's very Beauty and the, the Beast esque. This whole book. Or mm. beats were kind of the same for me. They meet. They try to communicate. Right. She storms off. He saves her. Both heroines feel like they don't have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So exactly what happened. He saves her. She like feels bad that he had to do that. And he's like mad at her for yeah. putting herself in danger. Okay. Yeah. So they just snuggle and he gets hard again because she's touching his skin. And then um, he makes her food to eat and they go to sleep. Yeah. We told you this was Boner City. Yep. 24-7 boner. Well, they eventually make it up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time, they're, like, fully dating, if you can, if that word even yeah. applies. Like, they are kissing. Yeah. He's Georgie says that Vectal's attractive to her now. Right. Um, now that she's gotten past the sh- initial shock of the horns and blue skin and glowing eyes thing, He's his quite features handsome. are strong and well-defined and no straight and regal, even if it is ridged. His cheekbones are high, and he's got a beautifully sculpted mouth. Yeah, so she's totally lusting after him. She's touching him back. She's, oh, she gripped that big, delicious cock in her hand and gave it a squeeze to let him know I was willing to play game. So she's starting to, like, initiate yeah. a lot of stuff, too. They get to the ship. The rest of the women, well, one of them, Dominique, had already died. She had wandered out, and... Um, yes. On the way back to the ship, Vectal and Georgie found her body, which, mm-hmm. ooh, gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is when Vectal finally understood why Georgie wanted to go up that mountain. Because he was like, oh, there's like more of her, which is why we need to go and rescue them. And they go back, find the women, and it's bleak. Oh, wait a second. They do have sex before meeting the woman i'm i'm going through this i think they go to sleep and then the morning of oh that's right they have the morning sex. of they have sex yeah so she's pressing his breast against her hands go to her ass you know tongue ridges all that all that magic alien shit he does love to eat her out it happens pretty much every sex scene yeah which good for georgie good for georgie yeah, so I think they have sex. He, yep, he's eating her out. Um, God, he's still eating her out. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my Lord. Okay, Vectal, I see you. Okay, yes, I feel his cock press against my core. It feels enormous, <laughs> but I'm in this until the end, and I'm ready for him to fill me up. So ready. Oh, my gosh. That's page 86, so we have about 100 pages left. Um, and I kind of like the whole sex scene right from the jump. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if we're going to read a book called Ice Planet Barbarians, there yeah. better be sex. We know what we're looking for. Right. It's in the title itself. And then if you couldn't figure it out from the title in the cover when he she's literally straddling him. So, I mean, we oh. got what we asked for and uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Um. So anyways, they find the women... The rest of the women are, like, not in good shape because they haven't had food. They still haven't bathed. Mm -hmm. They're freezing inside the, like, broken ship. Yeah. And they're like, Georgie, we thought you were dead. What the fuck did you bring along with you? And she's like, oh, this is Vectal. He's from here. And he's chill. 
he's fine and she and he's like no i'm in love with you like she he still doesn't right. know what's going on but it's easy to tell because he like touches her very possessively mm-hmm. and then when he goes to hunt for them he open mouth kissed her in front of everyone yep and what she doesn't know is that once a sakui has had sex that means they're like mated and they're like meant to be together mm-hmm. forever so now that they've had sex they're basically the like uh, sakui's version of like married yeah married yeah so kira one of the survivors who has the alien translator thing in her ear was like oh no georgie he's like calling you his mate mm-hmm. he's like in in it he loves you and the rest of the women are like what the fuck is she talking about we were here starving to death yeah and waiting for you yeah. and you were just getting your rocks off with an alien yeah they yes. kind of make georgie feel pretty bad but yes she was i mean i think from both sides it's like yeah i would be mad if i was basically starving to death and the friend i that Me. left <laughs> would probably be like fucking some alien and I, you know but like as georgie it's like it's really it's not, easy to she, like yeah. be comforted after such a traumatic event and she does push him to go up the mountain right i it's funny that you said that because i also couldn't help but put us both into the situation oh, when no. i read that scene and i was like yeah i would be pretty annoyed if i was on the verge of literal death <laughs> <laughs> and jenny came back after like, days hey. and being like hey Hey y'all, this is my boyfriend. His name is Vector. I know he looks a little weird, but he's hot to me. Okay? <laughs> and someone's in the back and be like, you mean your mate? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no, just no. my alien one night stand. What are you talking about? I'm like, he may or may not have eaten me out multiple times. And we may or may not have sex this morning. But it's no big deal. Even though he's an alien. And I can't communicate with him. <laughs> yeah. So they gave her a lot of shit. I really enjoyed that, too, because, like, it's not only, like, a really fair response. Mm -hmm. It was also a good, like, camaraderie moment where they were all, you know, because they're strangers before this point who Mm -hmm. just trauma bonded because they were all picked up by an evil group of green aliens. And now they get to tease each other. And now they're teasing each other. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And it also kind of hounds in this part where like maybe the last say 50 pages have been like pure like will they won't they mm-hmm. and now it's like okay remember there's other women here and this is also a survival story too right. like it's not just romance it's like sci-fi fantasy survival mode too mm-hmm. it's a good balance it is a good balance yeah, yeah. so then Vectal comes back gives him food gives him fur started a fire you know holding them over mm-hmm. but he was essentially just like my home my village is like a two-day trek and yeah. y'all can't do this yeah he's like y'all weak as fuck <laughs> which is true it's true these people cannot walk they've no. not eaten like actual food and they don't have shoes oh god it's icy outside it's like mm. fucking tundra yeah yeah so they have <laughs> they have to leave them behind again so that Vectal and Georgie can go get yeah. help from Vectal's village. Right. So Vectal does as much hunting as he can, provides them with food, and they're able to communicate because of Kira's translator, so they know that they're coming back. Um, and at first they're worried, like, you're just leaving us again? Fuck you. Yeah, but 
It's with the intention of like, hey, we need more people so you can safely get to this village and start right. recuperating. Yeah, I mean, it's all fair. But like I said, I was one of these women who was like shitting in a bucket, shitting in a bucket still, and it's freezing yeah. and dying. I would be so upset. I'd be like, you look fine as hell right now, and I've been shitting in a bucket for a week or more or more because Lisbeth has been awake since like the very beginning. So <sighs> she's been doing this for like probably a month now. Oh jeez. Oh. Poor poor girl. Poor girl. They go, they have sex a bunch more times. Yeah. They cannot resist each other even when they're like they stay the night with all the other girls. Like Vectel's like my cooey demands sex. <laughs> <laughs> so he like pulls her but like obviously all the other girls like are awake because they're just like cold. Yeah, and they're One just like, says, she's about to have sex five feet away from us with her weird no. alien boyfriend. <laughs> like, sure. Like, oh my god, it's just such a funny situation. One of the girls says, get some girlfriend. The other says, keep it down over there. We're trying to sleep. <laughs> um, well, Georgie's like, so warm. So nice. Oh my god. She's moaning and everything. I mean, it's uncomfortable in this apartment when one of us brings a guy home and goes all the way up the fucking stairs right. with many walls between us. Yeah. But they're trapped in like one tiny little broken compartment of a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're like, I think they're doing it. And it's like, don't look. Just go to sleep. Go back to sleep. And it's like, I bet she's gonna get monster dick. <laughs> It's just, like, so fun. It's, like, that moment of levity needed mm-hmm. while, like, in this dire situation. Yes. Um, and it's nice to, like, see how other humans are, like, reacting, reacting to, to this monster thing. Yeah. So in the morning, they leave the girls, and then they stumble upon this, like, quote-unquote cave. But it's not a cave. It's an ancient spaceship. Yes. Um, so co- from this, like... Okay, so she goes in. She realizes the spaceship after they had sex again. Right. And she's she pushes the button, like an old button, and it activates this AI of the spaceship. Yes. And, and then... All the oh. Sakui think this is just like a cave of stars. It's yeah. From the elders. They don't know it's a spaceship and there's technology on it. Right. So then she learns from the aliens... or No, she learns from the artificial intelligence on the spaceship that the Sakuis also weren't like doesn't belong on this planet Mm -hmm. and they crash landed here on that ship 200 and something years ago and then just had to make do by inhabiting the Kui which is the parasitic worm thing right that helps them regulate their body temperature and survive in that uh, dangerous atmosphere etc etc right I mean, there's a there's some info dumping here, but it's like really interesting. Where right. I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if like in future books, the Sakui are going to try to like figure this spaceship out and like go back to their home mm-hmm. planet, or if they're just going to be like content to, on, yeah. on this planet where they don't have any technology." Right. It was some solid world building. Yeah, I was like, I'm deeply invested in this now. Okay, so then the computer also has a... It's kind of like a deus ex machina thing because the computer, surprise, surprise, can beam any language into your brain. Mm-hmm. So then she asks it to beam the Sakui's language into her brain and finally they can communicate with each other. Yay! And it's only uh, two-thirds through the book. <laughs> They've been making it work so far. Yeah, very impressive. 
Um, so she goes down, she goes unconscious, and he's freaked out at first, but then they're able to finally communicate. And so Georgie has just learned about uh, the parasite and all of their history. So, yeah, so she was like, hey, about this whole mate situation, I'm not sure. Like, this is not, I might want to go home. And he's like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? You are carrying my child. And she was like, excuse me what oh but before this i love that when they're able to speak he's just kind of like reading humans he's like humans have weak tongues because she can't like eat his extremely spicy food and then she's like we don't and so he's like weak tongues weak eyes weak bodies and like, then he yes, says i get it okay we're soft people yeah he said weak in many many places but a delicious cunt oh vector vector oh my god you horny horny man Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she's like, well, she doesn't learn about. Um, oh, she, she learns right. about her being his mate. But um, they after she learns his new language, they finally go to his like community and everyone's like completely what shocked. They're like, who the fuck is this? Why is what? Yeah. The fuck is this? And he's like, this is my mate. Respect her. Because he's also, like, the leader of this little tribe yes. of um, Sakui. Mm-hmm. And one of the little Sakui children was like, why is it so ugly? He's like, you meanie. Hilarious. She's beautiful. She's beautiful to me. I know she's weird and hairless. And he gives this beautiful speech about how much he's in love with her. And she can finally understand him now. So she's actually really moved by it. Mm-hmm. And her eloquent reaction to that was i'm giving him a handy later tonight oh my god i remember that i i think i i think i highlighted that because sometimes georgie seems like so young Mm -hmm. and and like how she says like nookie time and like handy no georgie and i are the same age and i'm still like girl what are you talking about right like, I know you're 22, but that doesn't mean you talk like this. Uh, but the book was published in 2015. So maybe it's just sort of like of its time. Like, oh, I'm giving him a handy. Yeah. Um, it does date it a little bit, but he does give um, quite a speech, um, including this is my mate. I resonate for her. She's beautiful to me, different but beautiful nevertheless. I have seen her bravery, her spirit, and her will. She has trusted me when she has no reason to. She has given me her body when she has no cooey to compel her. And it does not matter what any eyes think of her but mine. And to me, she is the most wonderful, most attractive, and most compelling of creatures. Wow. Vector. Vector. Hey. (laughs) Okay, this part... um, so my problem with this premise initially was that, well, mm. if you're just, like, mated, right, you're bonded immediately, then it kind of cheapens the whole romance thing for right. me because, like, there's no real reason why you're in love. You're just, like, in love because your worm parasite told you that you are. So this speech really helped remedy that because he clearly knows what her person personality is and admires her for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I really liked that. He gave a little yeah. heartfelt speech to his alien tribe. Yeah, I was like, hey, she's my girl. And um, 
while Georgie essentially goes to like a healer of the town so she can uh, fix her wrist, Mm -hmm. he goes to all the other male Sakuis and is like, hey, I know that you think she's not hot, but they have at least five or four other humans that have no Sakui, but they are no Kui, but they resonate with us. So other men might be able to get mates out of this. Yeah. Which is, you know, problematic. Yeah. But that's the plot. Yeah, I mean, it it's plot. like how you're going to, fur- like, oh, how are we going to further this series? It's like, yep. well, introduce Make- more more males so we can have more romances. Yeah. It's just the name of the game. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're just going to wrap this up really quick because not much happens after that. No. Like, they just have sex. Lots of sex. Lots of sex. She realizes she's pregnant. Yeah. Because she's like, why did your Kui resonate if we're like different species? She's assuming they're obviously not compatible. A reasonable. Very reasonable. A reasonable expectation. And he's like, no, No. you're literally pregnant. Yeah. And she was like, no, my period. (gasps) It's late. You got me pregnant. And then she got over it very quickly. Very quickly. Like, next chapter, she's like, cool, cool. I love carrying this child and I love him. Yep. Yeah, so they go rescue the girls. Everyone gets a kui. Mm -hmm. So now they are inhabitants of this planet. The one cool thing about getting a kui is they have to, like, fell this huge monster. Yeah, and the kui lives in the monster's heart. Yeah. Essentially, like, tapeworms. Yeah. (laughs) You just put a little tapeworm in you and you're good to go. Yeah. It was quite literally described like that, too. Like, you have to slice a little bit of your skin open and let Mm -hmm. it it crawl inside of you. You're safe. Very The Host-esque by Stephanie Myers, if Mm. anyone has read that. I've not. It's quite good. I own the book. I've owned the book for, like, years now. It's quite good. They all have cooey. They all have cooey. They're all gonna mate or have mated mm-hmm. that is the implication and we know that is true because this book has like 12 oh more in the series yeah there's like i think 18 yeah so there's one for every couple and then who knows what and fucking christmas specials yeah baby specials honeymoon specials it's like the bachelor franchise yeah endless i mean good for ruby dixon for being so prolific i think in her her position i would have been like oh my god i don't know how to make something compelling still if it's like the same sort of plot of like mating and communicating um but yeah they all have cooey they're all partnered up essentially and um they're all set to learn the new language and that's kind of where it ends is with all the girls being saved and with liz resonating with um Vectal's right hand man and best hunter. Yeah, and he hauls her off yeah. somewhere in the woods. Yeah, he's like, sorry, he couldn't resist it. And they had before talked, Vectal had talked to the other guys and been like, hey, you can't just immediately have sex with them. That's not how they work. And Rahash apparently just cannot help himself. And the second book in the series is about Liz and Rahash. Which you will be reading. I think I will be. Um, so we've talked about alien sex enough. Let's go Dive on deep. and uh, launch right into what did they call it? A oh segment where we dissect some of the more memorable sex scenes and talk about 
any interesting word choices that they might have for certain body parts. Yeah. I mean, there's a big glaring one, but I don't know if you want to start off with yeah, that. Yeah, I'll start off with it. Okay. It's so, so fucking funny. Good. Okay. I will say, very happy that Ruby Dixon, when she's writing from the human perspective of Georgie, calls everything the what, like the name. Yeah. Cock, pussy, pussy. dick, cunt, all of it. And she calls a clit. A, a clit. clit. Thank wow. God. That's their barometer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Do they call it a clit? Is it a bundle of nerves? Uh, this go around, they, Ruby Dixon had a different approach because... No, um, okay. Uh, do you want to do the honors? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it's it. It's just so terrible. Yeah. I literally read this and I was like, I need to put the book down because one, it's hilarious. Two... Not wrong, but wrong. No, it's wrong. And then three, I could totally see how he understood it as this. Because he's an alien. I know. And I know. all the it's other woman aliens alien. don't have a clit. Okay? That's that's what you need to know. Okay. So. So whenever Vectal is describing Georgie's clit, what does he call it, Jenny? A third nipple. Uh, <laughs> not a third nipple. Calls it the third nipple in between her legs, and he calls it that so many times. Yeah. I did a search. There's at least four instances. So um, when Vectal is visiting his clan, he mentions that Georgie has a th- third nipple, and that all the other humans do too. And they're like, "Oh my god!" They're like totally like into the idea. Um, he also quote pushes his fingers into her soft folds seeking that strange third nipple um there's another time he said they will be dreaming a flat-faced woman with third nipples and welcoming bodies about um his friends so even though this like happens after she's learned his language probably because they don't have a word for clit clitoris he just keeps calling it third nipple i'm like georgie just teach him the word if you're able to teach him kiss teach him clit for all that's good that's gonna haunt me for a long fucking time if not the rest of my life Mm. it'll just be like you're doing your chores and Mm -hmm. like third Third nipple nipple. (laughs) and you're like fuck yeah i might quite literally be at work tomorrow morning Mm-hmm. typing away doing very important medical yeah. notes for people and then my brain is just gonna go third nipple yeah i mean it's it holds a candle i think it's quite even actually better than beautiful bastards take on traitor nipples um which we have talked about before not That's on this podcast our lost, episode. our lost episode ladies and gents with uh horrible audio which is why we never released it but yeah we thought traitor nipples were bad third nipple takes the cake it's just something else entirely yeah yeah well and you know you said earlier she taught him the word kiss but he did he say kiss no he didn't he called it mating her mouth oh i forgot about that how could you i mean maybe i blocked it from my memory kim (laughs) mating with my mouth Mm -hmm. that's horrendous yep it was only like one instance right Maybe I just like read it. I was like, nope, we're not going to think about it. We're just going to keep trucking along. I don't, uh, I think it was like toys. Oh, no. 
<laughs> like, I think she was like, oh, don't call it that. It's dirty. Oh, but I kind of like it. So then she used it later. Gross. Okay, Georgie. Well, they're on the same, like, playing field then. She's, like, into it. I wonder I'm if- not. <laughs> no, of course not. I I don't ever want someone to be like, hey, you want to mate mouse? <laughs> Or like, yeah, I mean, like, I got distracted because we were, like, mating with our mouths, and I totally was late to work. <laughs> and it's like, oh, who, who was, who was the first person you mated your mouth with? Stop. Like, the, like, can you imagine the after, like, Georgie and Vectal have kids, that's, the implications like, what they're going to talk about. Horrible. Yeah. Also, oh. if they don't kiss, I think it's really funny if Georgie and him kiss later on, like, in front of people, and all the other alien, ca- like, friends are like, ew, why mm-hmm. is that human touching her mouth to his mouth? That's so gross. There's so many germs. <laughs> uh-huh. But we're we're mating our mouths, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. And last thing on my list is that Georgie called sex hiding the pickle. What? <laughs> How did I miss this? I think I was just reading it so quickly. I was like, nope. Don't. Your selective memory for this book? Amazing. Astounding. Well, when I'm control searching pickle, nothing comes up. Oh, it happened. It was by the stream. And she was like, look, I can't play hide the pickle with you right now. I'm like trying to bathe myself. Oh, Georgie. See, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes she seems just a little bit too juvenile for 22. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's like her trying to be like, I'm fun. I'm spunky. Yeah, I think it's part of her personality where she just like talks like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Georgie. Yeah. I'm wondering hiding if all... Pickle? Hiding the pickle. I've never heard that euphemism in my life. I have one time in the worst Marvel movie, Avengers Age of Ultron... Where oh. Tony said the same thing about Bruce and Natasha when he was on the comm and was like, y'all better, like, you better not be late to this battle because you're playing hide the pickle right now. Or something like, oh my God. something See, in that line of like hiding the penis shaped object well, as a metaphor for sex. I guess I have heard it then because I've watched Age of Ultron. But once again, my selective memory serves me right. So thank goodness. Or serves me well. Um, also another reason for me to dislike Tony Stark, so. Mm, well, we differ on that with this one. That's okay. That's okay. We can have different opinions. That's <laughs> the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> okay, so other than those interesting choices of diction, the sex scenes are overall pretty good. Like I said, for someone who aren't interested in <laughs> alien sex, like that is just not a kink I have. No shame to those who does. I was just didn't go into this book thinking like, oh, like I'm going to get on board. Right. Like I didn't think it was going to be like super hot or anything. I guess I just had no expectations. So right. I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, and even him calling the clit a third nipple. Oh my God. Stop bringing it up. Is like excusable because oh my it's God. not in his language. Yes, I know that. <laughs> It doesn't make it there hurt any so less. There are so many other metaphors. Yeah. Well, moving on. Okay. Well, speaking of Vectal, mm-hmm. it's time to get into Simp or Psycho. A segment in which we debate and decide whether our love interest is a simp or a psycho. Okay. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are 
just very simp like automatically because his whole reason for being now mm. is to take care of her yeah and so he you know does all the things he's very gentle he's like always making sure she's warm and fed and safe well i have a question is he the alien equivalent of a himbo he protect he attack <laughs> he love <laughs> <laughs> he's just blue a blue himbo Oh, no. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, my God. I think you're right. I just, I mean, he's intelligent enough yes. to, like, you know, be able to hunt well and lead a whole tribe. It's mm-hmm. But it's not like we have any evidence of that. Right. Because the book is just, you know, it's limited. It's 180 pages. We didn't yeah. get a lot of him being an intelligent creature. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Psycho points, though, he's super possessive. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- didn't tell her about the whole, like, yeah. children situation. Or mating or any but of again, it. But again, two-thirds of the book was them being a- unable to communicate. Right. So, overall, I'm gonna say our first instance of alien himbo, hopefully not <laughs> our last, and I'm voting for Simp. Okay. I will say, I think he's a little psycho in the beginning. Mm. Like the whole, oh my God, I love her. Or like, I must mate with her. I must do everything I can. I'm like, okay, dude, take a chill pill, relax. But then as we learn more about him and his culture, I I think I was like, okay, I understand what's happening now. Um, So yeah, I think he's all around a simp, especially because of that speech he gave her. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's enamored. He's completely. I know. uh, uh, She has him wrapped around her finger and I love it. It's quite sweet. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I know this naked human is ugly, but she's mine. And she's great. Okay. And I'll fight all of you. It's like, I'm your leader. Stop. (laughs) No, he's more aggressive than that. He's more take charge, but still. But, but inside, when he's with Georgie, right. no, he's not. The sentiment remains the same. He loves her, and it's not in a psychotic way. Very simp-like. Very simp-like. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was our <laughs> review uh, slash mm-hmm. summary of Ice Planet Barbarians. Barbarians. <laughs> I keep wanting to call it. Um, I keep wanting to call it my avatar lover because she calls him my alien slash my hot alien a lot. Oh. That's her cute little nickname for him. My hot alien. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Georgie. Okay, Georgie. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasant surprise to say the very least. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. And a great introduction, I think, to sci-fi romance, which I haven't read before. Uh, have you? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, so we're both newbies at this one. And it was such a wild ride. We get the bad green aliens, the ice planet, all the cave, the stream, all all the trekking. All the trekking. So much sex. All the fucking. All, yeah, so much fucking. And a, a little happy ending and promise for more. Yeah. Uh, re- I highly recommend, especially yeah. if you... Well... So, this is very similar to the ABO trope in fanfiction, which is the Alpha, Beta, Omega trope. Mm. Um, Essentially, like, don't come at me if I get this wrong. Just kindly email us and I will correct myself. But 
uh, it started as like a plot line on Supernatural, and then fans like took it over because it set scenes up for a lot of ships mm. happening, where essentially like humans are in categories such as alpha, beta, or omegas, and they also have mates. So then when alpha like oh. goes into heat they and like and they smell out an omega the two of them basically have to mate and like create pups very similar to how the sokuis like just mate and oh i see what you're saying have okay. kits yeah. so if you're into that you might be into this you're probably going to be super into this yeah cool well what do you give it kim uh, I'm going to rate this uh, 3.5 out of 5 ripped mm-hmm. bodices. I'm going to do the same, actually. I think the only fa- faults were its jarring beginning. And two, there's a bit of like lull in just the trucking back and forth that um, is really easy to forget. But a great beginning to yeah. a series. Otherwise, a super fun read, a super mm-hmm. quick read. Yeah. Definitely something to read on, like, a rainy day if you're feeling down. Like, this made me laugh so much. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think, something really great about a romance that just doesn't take itself seriously because its point is not to, like, create something, like, mind-blowing or, like, world-changing. It's it's for its readers. It is for its readers. And, you know, yeah, exactly as Jenny said. If you need, like, a quick like armchair it's raining there's nothing to do mm-hmm. and you need a quick laugh and you might be into blue aliens <laughs> this is it this it's is a perfect it. read yeah. yeah uh so let us know your thoughts about ice planet barbarians or anything that's on your mind we are ripping on bodice rippers at gmail.com or ripping on bo- or ripping on pod on twitter and instagram and I think there's also a romance podcast dedicated to Ice Planet Barbarians. So if you are completely enamored with the series, definitely check them out. You can give them a quick Google. I think they'll show up. Yeah. I, I think it's Ice Planet Pod, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure you'll be. Yeah. Easily be able to find them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, rate us five stars because that's super helpful for new podcasts like us to be discovered by others. Recommend us to your friends. And until next time, find yourself a hot alien. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>